back to another episode of Woke is Your Boy, Aaron. Joining me in the studio is wonderful as a guest he is. He had to come back again. Everybody know my boy, Andrew. Everybody give a big, big welcome back to my boy, Andrew. Thank you for the clap. Thank you for the clap. <laughs> Y'all funny. And first time guest, I want to get it from my boy, Trey. Trey, say something to the people. What's up, party people? How's it going? You know it, you know it, you know it. Uh, we're going to get into the topic today, and that's the evolution of black entertainment. Now, we're not going to just be talking about just, like, rapping, singing. We're also going to be talking about actors, TV shows, movies, blah, 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 blah. So, my first question to y'all, uh, my first question to y'all, what decade do you think was the start of the evolution of entertainment for black people? Now. I say, now. anyone can go first. Sure. I, I know this answer. All right, you can go first. You, you the yeah, you go first ahead. time guest. Yeah, first time guest. Go right ahead. ahead. First time guest. Oh, man. A whole spotlight on me right now. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <laughs> <laughs> well, before, before Trey can tell you, I'm sorry. I had to give a shout out to my sponsor at Chalet Clothing. Everyone go check them out. That's C-H-A-L-E Clothing. Summertime here. They got hats, shorts, swimming trunks. Hit me. Give them a look, give them a shout out. And if you want, hit me up on Instagram at underscore Linus15 and I can give you my personal promo code to get 15% off anything. So go I'm, ahead, my boy. I'm going to have to take that. Um, That's fine. Uh, I, I'm definitely going to take that promo code. That's I, fine. I, I'm running out of shorts real quick. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll, I, I would have to say, like, the start of the evolution would have to be, like, the 70s. Ooh. Because, like, if you think about it, right, like, Soul Train. Mm. Like, Ooh, that's a like, good point. Like the Soul Train, like like if you think about like James Brown, right? He he like he came out of the woodworks with all the <laughs> fine dancing, right? And then you had the whole Soul line. Like mm. I feel like that was like revolutionary because like you had to think about what was going on back then. Like you had, you know, like whole you had a whole Jim Crow thing. You had segregation going on, so a lot of people were just like there's a lot of animosity going on in the air. So to see a bunch of black people just to come together listen to the same kind of music but also like embrace one another right. i feel like that was like a revolutionary thing because you know to be able to like rise above that like that occasion of just animosity hate and just pure gentrification of one class that is something that is i feel remarkable like that's a remarkable thing to do and i feel like that's what also started off like as you can see, certain dance moves that we have today, you know, like Moonwalk, and then you have just like, you know, these random, you know, you have the, <laughs> the Whoa, and then you have oh, like the Renegade, stuff like that. But I feel like, like back then, like that was like the whole starting point to, to what we have today. So, good answer, good answer, Andrew. I like this guy right here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, any, anyone who knows me knows that, like, I love like the 70s, like that soul era. You know, like Marvin Gaye, Stevie Wonder, those are like some of my personal favorites of all time. So everyone, so like, yeah, everyone pretty much who knows me knows that that's like my go-to. And I, I, I feel like I agree with him because it's like, if you think about like everything we see in like black entertainment, a lot of it, I feel like can be traced back to like that particular era because even if like the sound might change, like, like the name says, like the soul is still present is in a right. lot of like what we do. So mm-hmm. I feel like that. I, I agree with yeah. that. I also I would have to like if I could pinpoint like one person that started the revolution. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I thought about this. Oh no, that's fine. But Ray Charles, Ray Charles was the, like, way back in the day, like before back, the seventies. Okay, yeah, like, I okay. feel like he like like if if one person could have like ignited the revolution, it was him because you got to think about it, like he took church songs and added a twist to them like wow. she gave me money when, when I'm, I'm in need i'm gonna be real i did not think about it like I, that see yeah. i didn't i didn't think about that as i just sat there i was like wait a second ray charles like that man literally started the whole thing there's a, there's a reason why his one of his nicknames is the genius yeah the like I, yeah i feel like because of him like we got like a lot of like our tastes as well but like for like the main like like starting point, I would have to say the seventies. Okay. Yeah. That's fair to say. Me personally, I'm gonna go to eighties. Eighties. I'm gonna say the eighties because you gotta think. Of course, we we saw the emergence of Michael Jackson. Yeah. Whitney Houston. Um. Even Janet Jackson. That's fair. Um. Even in movies, you know, Eddie Murphy. Mm-hmm. Um. Which we call that, it. That's uh, a fair point. Yeah. Let's say Eddie Murphy. I think he's the greatest stand-up comic of all time. Oh, that's yeah. just me personally. Um. Even um. 
the birth of rap, like hip hop, Run, yeah, Run DMC, true. Curtis yeah. Blow, um, then later d- down the line with NWA. So I think that, um, you know, yeah. I, 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 would say, I would say that like behind yeah. the 70s, definitely the 80s, because yeah. mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I remember when you, um, cause when you asked that question, in the back of my mind, I was thinking, all right, beyond music, I'm also thinking about like movies yeah. and television. Mm-hmm. And to me, one of like, like two, like I would say two of the most influential black shows. Cosby Show in yeah. a different world. Exactly, oh. all in the late eighties. Exactly. So I, that's my personal. I don't think that you all are wrong. I'm not disagreeing. Nah. I think that that is a very big start yeah. as well. But I'm just saying the eighties and the aspect of more than music because you know we saw the rise of breakdancing. Yeah. You know, people be on the street corners with the cardboard spinning on their head, pop locking, the boom boxes on the side, walking down the street. Radio, the, the, the radio Raheem. Yeah, the radio Raheem's of the world. Um. Even also like style, you know, yeah. everybody was rocking Adidas. Like Run DMC had a song about it. Yeah, like it's it's a lot into the age, you know, chains. People, you know, you see people going walking down the street with vest and dress shoes on, but with gold chains and rings on. And that style, put a little hat, little Kango hat to the side. <laughs> that like yeah, that you go to club it, like that. Not that thing, it's crazy to think like just how much like style and like fashion was happening in the 80s because you got like obviously like the birth of rapping like the hip-hop culture yeah but of course you also got like prince yeah like that prince. style mm-hmm. Hendro- the androgynous style with prince um dang, dang i'm slipping i i had a had another artist in my head gosh darn it it's slipping my mind but we saw more of a lot um i'll mention this later but that was when the push for some of the iconic movies will be coming soon yeah. like the ideas and people because it's like Beverly Hills Cop everyone knows Beverly Hills yeah. Cop um, everyone knows his stand up raw but even like beyond stuff like that as well like people like Sinbad Sinbad was yeah. huge in the 90s you know like I said I already mentioned Michael Jackson Thriller is still the best selling album of all time oh no that's like, right. That's so that's thank you all for answering that question. I think that oh, was yeah, a good no place problem. to start it. So staying on the same track but switching it up a little bit, which de- which decade do you all think was the evolution for black entertainment in the terms of cinema and TV? Okay, yeah. So because like, I did mention it in I did mention it the um, with like that last question, I would say like for like cinema and TV, I I feel like it's like a mix between like the late eighties. And the nineties, mm-hmm. because I, especially like with like black TV, because obviously you got the Cosby Show, a different world, and we all know like the nineties, like black sitcoms really started to hit their stride. Because we got mm-hmm. Fresh Prince of Bel Air, Living Single, Martin, mm-hmm. shows like that. Exactly. Um, uh, what's what's the joint with the the twins? Sister, sister, oh, uh, stuff, stuff like that. No, I'm, I'm co-signing Andrew. Um, I definitely yeah. think that it was definitely the, it was the '90s for yeah. TV and movies because we got people like Spike Lee who made phenomenal movies, oh, yes. like School Days. He got game. Was, he got uh, game. John Singleton. Singleton. John Singleton's like it was. That was when I think we were very, very much hitting our stride in the terms of in front of a camera, reading lines. That's my yeah. not personal opinion. Go ahead, Trey. I'm not, this, I'm not to say the 80s and 90s. Like, I feel like, like for me, my opinion, I felt like the Oz was like, that was like, <laughs> like I don't know what year that movie was made, but like that was. But like, Whitney Houston and Michael Jackson? Yeah. I think that, that Oh, The Wiz. The Wiz. I knew what he was saying. I could. I was think. like the. I, I was know, that I, the late 70s or the early 80s? Cause I, they, like I, was, I think that was late 70s, because if I remember correctly, because I was listening to one of the songs from the soundtrack, yeah. and I think it said, I think it was like the late 70s. It could be like 1977, yeah. that area. I feel like that was like that was a starting point. Cause like, 78. 78? Okay. All right, all right so I'll, we'll, we'll kind of say 80s, because like... It's right there. It's right I'll there. go with you. It's yeah, right exactly. There. I mean, like, you know, last time I checked, five or more, you raised the score of four or less. You know, I'm, 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 I'm not saying, you know, like, I mean, it's 78 is closer to 80 than it is 70s. So, anyway. <laughs> that math uh, is math, and that math exactly, is math. Math is math. But, like, I feel like that was, like, something that, like, was revolutionary for, like, TV because, like, you had Whitney Houston and Michael Jackson who were, like, prominent singers. I mean, like, they were killing it on stage. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden for them to get put inside of the big screen, I feel like that was just, like, for, like, black people, that wasn't something that was seen. Like, mm-hmm. like I feel like that was, like, something that was, like, the tipping point, like, hey, you can do more than just sing, or you can do more than just act. Because, like, 
I didn't know this, but Eddie Murphy has a song. Yeah. I didn't know Party that. all the time. I did not know that. Like, I know the song, but I didn't know that was Eddie Murphy. You know, it's mm-hmm. crazy because, like, to, like, talking about, like, Eddie Murphy is, like, really talented. Like, Because yes. yes, it's, like, it's, like, sometimes it's just, like, I, I be forgetting that he can't sing. I mean, because, yes. like, he had a role in the musical Dreamgirls, like, mm-hmm. that, that movie. I forgot about Dreamgirls. That, that, and, like, and I feel like the one that really made me go, like, oh, yeah, that's right. His role as Donkey in the Shrek movies, because that, yep. that dude be singing his ass off. <laughs> I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe. <laughs> oh, my. I want to hold her. Please. Oh, yeah. Like, like, I feel like that was something that was, like, very just, like, intriguing because, like, for for a singer to become an actor or an actor to become a singer mm. or, like, even comedians to become, like, actors. Like, that was something yeah. that really was not seen for, like, the black community because it was like, hey, this is what you signed up for. Mm-hmm. This is all that you're going to be. Nothing more, nothing less. So I feel like I would have to say, like, 80s, 90s, they definitely got to get credit for, like, I guess, like, the implication, like, you can be more than what you signed up for. Like... I agree. Yeah, like, like if you want to be, like, um, a poet, right, but you are a script writer, you can do that. Like, Mm -hmm. there's nothing saying that you can't. I feel like all credit goes back to 80s, 90s. Shoot, DMX wrote poems. Like, at the end of every one of his albums is a prayer. Because, you know, he's very in touch with God. So, you know, rest in peace. But... That was something he did. He would really write poems, but he would say it like he was rapping. Yeah. But that was phenomenal to hear after he just said, you know, kill the nigga, throw the nigga in the ditch. <laughs> but it was it yeah, was that. it was nice to hear, like, oh God, thank you for this opportunity. Yeah. I should have been dead a while ago, but you kept me here for a reason. Yeah. It was like, yeah, that's that's fair to say. I that, like that. That is fair to say. That is definitely fair to say. I like that. Andrew, yeah. anything else to add? Nah, y'all said it pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So we're going to jump around a little bit. All right. But what's, what you all think of black entertainment today? Be honest, because I'm an honest person. All right. It's an honest I show. feel like, like, to be honest, rap is, it's glorified now. I feel like everybody mm. and their mama want to be a, want to be a rapper now. Like, why? Like, there's other things you can... Like, actually, like, I'm being so serious. I thought about this question, like, right before I even left the crib, because I was like, this is actually good. We're talking about black entertainment. Like, why does everybody want to be a rapper for? But like, you know what's crazy? We're just coming off of Black Music Month, too. Because, you know, in the midst of, you know, June being Pride yeah. Month and Juneteenth, it's also, it's also Black Music History Month. Really? Yeah. I actually did not know that. Thank you for actually telling me that. Now I'm about yeah. to celebrate another thing. <laughs> we got Juneteenth, then we got my birthday, now we got Black We got Black <laughs> Music Month. That's what I'm talking about. June got, June got it all, man. I'm telling you. I'm weak, but continue with your point. But no, it's just like, I feel like if everyone really sat down and realized, like, yo, there's more to do stuff other than rap, or just like, like, like there's other industries you can go into, like, if you think about it, there's not a lot of black photographers that are really talked about. Mm. There's not a lot of black artists, a lot of black, like, English, like, English literate people. Like, we had Maya Angelou. We had, yeah. um, we had so many, like, people that were diverse in what they did. Now, everyone wants to either be a gangbanger, they want to be a rapper, they want to be, like, just whatever. But there's other avenues that you can explore mm-hmm. to help you get out of whatever mud that you're in. Because that's, that's everyone's biggest thing. I got to get out the mud. I got to get out the mud. Now I got to get my dukes out the mud. Like, explore. Yeah. Ex- like, God didn't just make one platform. He didn't just make music. He made... What do you think music is? It's English. It's the <laughs> English language. You gotta be, like, people don't understand that if, if you can rap, you're good at English. Try to be go into the English like there's so many things you can do poetry, script writing, um, screen like there's so many avenues that you can go into besides rapping or being a dancer or whatever like even comedian. But but you know it's interesting that you went straight to rap because I do believe that is one of the most influential forms of entertainment of our culture besides mm, sports. That is true. Like it's crazy because you didn't go to R and B, you didn't go straight to acting, which like we'll I'll get into stuff and like yeah. versatility and stuff like that in a little bit. But the fact that you went to rap, that was my initial thought yeah. too. Because I agree, everybody and their grandma trying to rap now. But 
it's one thing to look at artists from 1973 to 2003 yeah. to 2013 and just see how people have changed because mm-hmm. we can talk about we're gonna talk about substance in a minute. All right. But before I continue, go ahead, Andrew. I would say like when it comes to like black entertainment today, I would say that it's definitely more of a mixed bag because that's fair to say. Yeah. Because and like what you were talking about, how like we're gonna get into the topic of like substance. I feel like that's definitely one of the things that I feel like is somewhat lacking in in some of like current like black people like in like the entertainment industry. Well, you yeah. can take us into substance. We can hit, we can go from there. Oh sure. All right then, because um. Cause I feel like one of, and like I was actually even talking to you about this when it came to like when people use samples, right? Like in like music or whatever the case may be, and it's like, cause especially like especially with social media, like mm-hmm. the and how like things can go viral, like like a small snippet of a song can like get people's attention, but like when you listen to the whole song in its entirety, you realize the song as a whole is just like either average or mediocre at best yeah. and it had like one good like selling point to it that's fair that's de- like like there is one song like rover with simba and lil tekka like <laughs> i'm weak bro i was like i beg your pardon lil tekka yeah i heard lil tekka i got a song what shardy 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 said she coming with impressions so she want to come over bro i was like hmm that part actually kind of hit and then listen to the whole song, I'm like, bro, I really don't want to listen to this whole song. Like, but, I just like the hook. Yeah, that's the thing that catch people now, because I feel like when we talk about rap and substance, since we're there now, yeah. substance definitely isn't there a lot now. No. But then, of course, um, I'm going to be a little bit devil's advocate here. What is substance like to you all? Like, I feel like for me, it's just like, it's like the the main essential of like who you are when you rap. Like, if you mm. think about with like, a lot of the good rappers, right? They like they had something like to ground them, right? Mm-hmm. Like either something that was like that was going on around them, or something that like they had like something to actually say, right. not just like a bunch of just like hoopla that you know, like that you don't even live. that you really like. It was stuff that's relatable. I think that was the biggest thing. Like it was stuff that was relatable to like that that era. Like not everyone wants to go out and date the baddest girl. Yeah. Not everybody wants to go and, you know, kill somebody. Like, that's really, like, not everyone's about about that lifestyle. So, like, you're singing a song or you're, you're rapping about something that many people can't relate. Like, it's catchy. Yeah, I mean, it's got a nice beat, it's got a nice hook, whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's not relatable. No, I agree. And to piggyback off, I didn't, did I cuss my No. Oh, but to piggyback off of that, I agree. Because it's like, now when we talk about substance, we got to talk about realism yeah i think that substance has to be in realism yes. because there's a lot of rappers and it's been said by other rappers though they don't do that they've never done that he's from the suburbs his daddy rich like yes. he's never done that i agree completely because it was like me and my lady were listening to a meg the stallion song and i i didn't care for it i would say this meg has the ability to rap but i think her music is eh. yeah but listening to it it just sounded like a bunch of fuck these niggas. I did it for myself. Yeah. Blah blah blah. And I was like, can we please turn this off? And she was like, she's not a fan of her, but she likes the song. Yeah, that's fair. And I was like, okay, well let's hear what she's talking about. And we were talking about it. I was like, okay, so how is this relatable to you? And Meg in the song talked about you know getting a job at sixteen, working through school, like discovering who she was. Yeah. And it's like, from my lady, I'm like, okay, I know you. So I get how that's relatable. Yeah. I was like, but we also sometimes got to look and separate relatability from substance. Yeah. Because listening to, like, a song by Little Baby, um, The Bigger Picture, yeah. I completely agree with that song. It's bigger than black and white. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it's about what's wrong and right. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. That's I've always had the mentality. Yeah. But I also heard a song with you in, um, what's his name? What? Moneybag, yo. Oh, and, God. Uh, it, what was he was talking about? Um, I know exactly what song you're talking about. It was um, it was a song I met Take Key first, which is kind of a hard song. I'm not gonna lie, it's, it's good to pump you up in the gym. But it <laughs> yeah. was, but in a song he was talking about um, like when I be walking and roaming the streets, the robbers, the killers, the police, they know me. And in my head, I'm like, so the robbers, the killers, and the police know you. 
what picture does that paint now when we're having this conversation? Do you know the robbers and the killers because you was with them, or do you just know? Because I know some niggas that went to jail too. Yeah, but, that is true. I know some niggas but, that went to jail. But that don't mean I'm associated with them. Or were you actually involved with them? And how yeah. you know the police? Is it just, oh, that's Mr. Johnson, he kept me out of trouble? Oh, no, that nigga arrested me a couple times. <laughs> so where are we going from here? You know, you, like, y'all know what I'm trying yeah, to say? Yeah, I definitely <laughs> do. I definitely, nah, because, like, like, all right, I see I see it like this, right? All right, everybody know Lil Uzi, right? Everybody that's, my favorite, my, that's my favorite rapper. Everybody know Lil Uzi, right? <laughs> that nigga be going stupid, bro. I, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. That nigga be going stupid. Stupid. And I would say sometimes Uzi in his songs, I'd be like, Uzi, what the fuck is this? Exactly. <laughs> but sometimes I hear it and be like, No, I get that. No, uh, get it's that. like you know, like all right, like it's some, it's sometimes relatable, right? Sometimes, sometimes. But like you got to think about like, like this, this is how I, this is how I feel, right? Because mm-hmm. since we're talking about like substance and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Because I was watching, I forgot what I was watching, but like back in back in the day, right? One word. That caused a lot of controversy, right? And I know y'all know what word I'm about to say. What well, damn word? Nigga. Uh-huh. Right? Like, I feel like everybody, like, for songs, like, if you're going to rap, right, and make something relatable, if you know your fan base, right? Mm-hmm. If you know your fan base. Because, like, me, if you're not using the word in derogative way, I don't really care. If you say it in a song... I'm going to let it be. Mm-hmm. But now, if you just let that shit just fly off your lips, now we're going to have to fight. I ain't gonna, I'm, I'm not going to lie. You just, if you be like, what's up, my nigga? What did you say? <laughs> Man. Not I beg your pardon. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, I didn't mean to cut you nah. off, but it's like you're making me think, too, like with this conversation, because tying it back to the initial conversation of substance as well as, like, evolution, yeah. I think that, Nowadays with music, not even just like hip hop or rap, yeah. but R and B as well as like movies and TVs, I think that our culture now cares more for 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 relatability. Yeah. Versus back in the day, it was more so for substance. Yeah. That's my personal opinion, but I can go into it later. You know. Oh, you no, I mean like I mean I definitely like if you think uh, if, all right, not even just about like like now we're talking about like the substance part, right? Mm-hmm. If you if you look at all like the old sitcoms, you had Fresh Prince, you had Family Matters, you had um what else? everything was about family, right? Like right. a sense of like wholeness, right? And like that was like the main substance of like how what everything was about. Now you're just thinking about like, all right, you know, I'm just trying to think of some like black shows that Like now? Yeah, let's like, let's let's use blackish. For an example, like black is, uh, I don't mean to cut you no, off. No, 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 like go, black, ahead, go ahead. Black is still has, and Andrew, you can speak to this too. It's still an example of an old black show today. Yeah. Go ahead, Andrew, because I know you guys. Oh, I know you. Oh yeah. That. Um, and like just to kind of like talk about like that topic of like substance or like the lack thereof. Like for me, I would say that like what's missing is, and like I'm going back to like why I like why I talked about the '70s in so high mm-hmm. regard. Like the soul aspect, yeah, that's right. And like, and especially when it co- you talk about music today, like, for me, like, what I talk, like, if I hear people talking so highly of their music uh, or who someone that they like, something that I would like ask them, like, if I get, if I I do ask them, it's like, what's one song that you feel best represents? Or like best showcases who this person is, because mm-hmm. especially especially That's when you ta- especially when you talk when we talk about like rap today, yeah. for me a lot of it really sounds the same. Where it's like the only way I'll know it's someone different is if I is if you told me that yeah. it was that this person did this or this person did that. But right. a lot of the, a lot of stuff to me it really sounds the same, and That's not fair. not even just from like the sound department, but just in terms of like. What it is that they're talking about? Cause it's just like a, a lot, a lot of like recycled stuff. But like, <laughs> person like Tupac, you can tell like when something is like Tupac, mm-hmm. Biggie, you can tell that. Yeah. And like one of my personal favorite artists, Childish Gambino, like you, mm-hmm. like he, he, he's one of those people where he's just like. He he does he's not you can't put him into a specific genre because yeah. he really just does whatever he wants to do. I say it. that he's the modern day um, version of Lauren Hill. I would definitely that, I would definitely agree with that. That's me. I think he's the modern day version of Lauren Hill. Yeah. 
that's that's just me writing, music, acting. He's a, he's a Swiss Army knife. He really is. He's a Swiss like, Army because like even if you like listen like certain songs, right? Like everyone has the same mo. All right, fuck this nigga. Get your bread up. Get the bad. Get the baddest girl. That's it. Like it don't matter if you got the bad girl. Sometimes right. that's the women saying it. That is true too. <laughs> it's just like hey yo, like know what? Sure, you got Shardy over here. But I want Shardy over here. I gotta get my bread up by any means necessary. And you see that? You see that dude over there? Yeah, nah. Go ahead, go ahead, cut him off, right? Either he a snake, he this, he this, he this, right? Or you got your day one. It's the same. It's the same mo across the board. Mm-hmm. If you think about it, Polo G. Yes. The baby. Yep. Little baby. Yep. Money bag yo. Mm-hmm. Black youngster. Yep. Lil Yachty now on that wave. Lil Yachty used to be like someone that was a funny rapper. Cold like Minnesota, like <laughs> cold like like. First of all, hold on. Cause think about it, Minnesota get cold. Mo- cold. <laughs> exactly. Like it's just like lyricists like that. Like like all right, fine. Like, that's funny, but like everyone has the same mo now to where like the substance is just like, bruh, what do you, like what do you gain? Like what like really like what are you gaining out of this? Like and like I like how Andrew said like what is one song that like can define who your favorite like who your favorite artist is. Like now I'm not going to lie. I don't really got a favorite rapper. But like That's I got a question like, for y'all. Like who's y'all favorite rapper and what is Actually you know what? I will say this. J Cole, No Role Models. I would mm. say like that's one song like cuz I listen to like I, I listen to a lot of rap, but like, if I was to pick like one person like to be like my main person, J Cole. And No Role Models is like that was something that like a lot of people don't realize exactly what that really means. The, like, they're the like, song, like the itself, act, like yeah. the actual meaning, like because like for me, like I grew up in a two parent household, right? right? Mm-hmm. Like so, I really don't know what it means to not have any role models. But now, like I'm an adult, I'm like, yo, actually, I can understand. I understand where he's coming from with no role. Model. I can see the substance. I can see the mo. Mm-hmm. So like for you guys, like who's your like your favorite artist? And like, what song would you pick? Well, I'm gonna go answer your initial question because we were talking about rap. Because when we talk about artists, and I can get into R and B, yeah, um, or I can get into rock, um, like, because just to like really layer the conversation. So to start with rap, my my personal favorite is Little Uzi, but <laughs> if I had like, but that's the thing because I can personally relate to songs like The Way Life Goes, yeah, as well Life as ex- exactly, it's a good song. That's it's a, a good, good song. song, but I can also love um what's that song uh shoot i'm drawing a blank i'm drawing a blank um this is, this is, 7 a.m oh, i love 7 a.m yeah, 7 a.m is a good song but i relate to it in different aspects of what the song is yeah but i can get into that in another conversation yeah. but my favorite of who i would pick of artists of substance would be tupac because yeah. my favorite song by him is keep your head up Oh, because it's because that song it, it says a lot of truth. Like one of my favorite verses, and it's like we got monies for war, but can't feed the poor. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. And like another one was like I was given this world, I didn't make it. Yeah. So I think that that's an example of an artist who has substance, and yet is still talking about the reality. Yeah, yeah. So it's like now when we get into that, like I can switch to rock. One of my favorite like black rock artists, I love Living Color, the rock band. Oh my. God. Like Cult of Personality is a great song. Like, it's more than just CM Punk's theme song from WWE. Yeah. It's actually yeah. a pretty good rock song. That is fair. If we're going R&B, I'm a big Chris Brown fan. Like, yeah. I'm just being real. Like, one of my favorite songs that's really not that prop, like popular, in my opinion, is um, Little More. Because he made that song for his daughter. Yeah. I think that that was very sweet. That is. And as someone who wants a daughter, I got the message in the song. Yeah. But it's also, like, one of the songs that he also was talking about, you know, his truth, is Don't Judge Me. Yeah, like we like I can go down the whole catalog, but yeah. he's like my favorite R and B artist. But pop, Michael Jackson, all day long. Oh yeah, all day long. <laughs> but like <laughs> I said, but it's like one of my favorite Michael Jackson song is um, what you call it, "You Are Not Alone." Yeah, I think that that's one of his best songs ever because no, the yeah. message in the song is beautiful. Oh shoot, but, shoot! When they sung that at his funeral, Jesus Christ, mm, out! I cried. I'm not oh, gonna lie, yeah. I cried. When I found out that man died, oh, the I, world stopped. Bro, I, I raised hell in my house. Like, in my lifetime, the the world stopped when two people died. And it was Michael Jackson and Kobe Bryant. Yeah. I'm saying in my lifetime. That's fair. That's, no, that's, yeah. No, like, oh my, I remember when, I remember when Kobe died. Like, my dad, my dad lost his shit. Like, he lost it. He didn't, he, like, he didn't come out for food. 
But he was just moping around. I'm like, dang, Dad, you good? You good, sir? You good? <laughs> but it's like now we see what type of stuff, what type of power that has. Because Andrew's yeah. point, ask some of these young men and young, young women now what their favorite artist is and their favorite song is. It's going to be about nothing. Yeah. I hate to say, make that generalization, but it's like let's see what we talk about. Yeah. Fuck this nigga, hot girl summer, or yo, fuck them niggas over there that's all block. You don't own the block. That you live true. there. <laughs> that is you don't barely. Own, you you but, barely own the clothes you wear. What the that, fuck are we talking about? That, but like, see, also like to like dive deeper into that, like that whole mentality, like hot girl summer, fuck this, fuck that, right? It's allowing people to just be like, you can do bad by yourself. Give me, first of all, give mm, give me a world where you can be t- by yourself. That and, was t- perfect. Tyler Perry even made a whole play and movie with that same title. I can do bad all by myself. Give me give me one person that can do bad by themselves, and I can show you five that literally went off the deep end of complete misery that could not do shit by themselves. And you know, the thing is, like, when we talk about, like, the artists and who they are, like, J. Cole is a really deep down-to-earth brother. Yes. Like, he will go donate money. He will go pull up to a college basketball team and practice with them. He will go do a concert for free. Yes. But it's like they give some people so much credit because it's like I'm not trying to bash on females, but it's like Cardi B. Y'all love how she praises fuck these niggas. I don't cook. I don't clean. But then Offset be catching her cooking and cleaning. You know, sometimes cooking and all that. But he catches her. I thought you said you don't do this. I thought you said you don't do that. Well, it's I like, was it's just like, joking. Exactly, I'm just joking. But then, like, vice versa, then you look at that, it's like, what's Lil Derpy doing? Man, he for the culture. He just make music and has a, a, I would argue, a solid lady in his life. That's, That's it. it. That's Nothing it. wrong with that. But it's like, y'all acting like he's the next thing to Jesus. Calm down. Like that nigga not he's not walking on water. He not turning like for like that's my thing, like, right? We talk about substance, like like what is it that your artist is doing for you and your community, really? Like truly, like like if you think about it, right? Michael Jackson was a big person on helping kids. Yes. Right? You got um McCall McCalkin, right? Mm-hmm. Now, if you if you look, right? That kid blew up in Home Alone. Mm-hmm. How many kids do you know that a superstar will put them in a music video? Black and white? Who's the first person you see <laughs> in that music video? <laughs> McCall McCalkin yeah. sitting in his room, shredding his guitar. Turn that shit off. <laughs> that's the first thing you see. That's, that's substance funny. right there. Like, that's like, like that's real. Like that's real down to earth stuff right there. You mm-hmm. don't really see that. Inside of a lot of like shit today, you got you see kids, yeah, but what's around them? Cars, ass, guns. That's it. You might you you might also see weed, like very materialistic. Say, exactly, it's, it's more materialistic now because like I'm gonna switch gears here in a second. All right, but. I do think that materialism now is something in black entertainment, not just movies and TV and music, yeah. but I think entertainment as a whole. Yeah. Because it's like there's some people who want to get into art now who are talented just for the money. Yeah. I know Andrew does art because he loves to do art. Yeah, no, I know show. other artists who like, I mean, the money's nice, but I know people who do it because it's like, damn, this is something I created from my heart. Yeah. You got people now who want to do shit just for money. We got to remember, money going to go away. It's going to always return, and your time won't. But at the end of the day, that is true. what is the point? Yeah. Go ahead, Andrew. Which I, and that actually reminds me, because it's something that like we definitely saw a lot of like earlier this year. I'm glad it's starting to die down now. But it's like one thing that people would consider art, in the, in the modern sense that I personally was annoyed with, the whole idea of NFTs. Mm. That, that 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 to, that has to, died down. To yeah. be honest, that is something that was like very annoying to constantly see because they're putting so much value on what's basically just digital art. Yeah, yeah. and it's like millions of dollars, like millions of dollars for, and it's like because it's like they're basically saying these individualized digital things have like have value to it, and it's like. So it, so just like the art that you refuse to buy from this artist that's actually taking the effort to create, to handcraft yeah. something versus something that basically is being like, uh, like created on like a more like, 
widely commercial basis because it's like whenever I see people's like like on Twitter, I've seen like people's like latest NFTs or whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. and it's basically what they did before, but with like mild variations. Like yeah. the background colors change, the eyes change, something like that, where it's mm-hmm. like very minor, mm-hmm. and yet like they're giving like so much value. Yeah, so much value, and it's like that. That's just one aspect of like like outside of like music and like the TV and movie industry, like in the arts, that's one it, That's one example of the substance not really being there. And like yeah. that's getting like more attention and that's being praised more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. And even like, I don't really hear people talk about people like Kahinde Wiley a lot now. I think his artwork is beautiful. Oh, he's one of, he's one of my favorites. He's one of mine too. I think he's Dang. like, even though he's, I think he is the highest selling black artist right now, like painters. But it's like, I remember when he was blowing up and people was like on his dicks. Because he did the picture of Obama. I forgot about, I yeah. forgot about that. Yeah, because you know, every president gets their yeah. they portrait painted. He did Obama's, and it was like his style of that Renaissance style. And it blew up. But it's like along the way, I haven't heard motherfuckers talk about Kahinde Wiley like that. Dang. Think about it. I'm Like, seriously, think about it. No, I, I'm I talk about it because I know it. about like, it. <laughs> I mm-hmm. for, like, I, like, as a black man, I ain't going to... Fr- I forgot. I forgot. I'm like, damn. Now, because I'm like a black artist, that that's something that I'm not going to forget. That's just... Because, yeah. like, he's one of my favorite, like, painters. And it's just like... And, like, in t- regards to, like, how he did the uh, presidential portrait for Obama, he didn't try to replicate, like, the previous styles and try to make it consistent to what older presidential portraits... Like, he was like, no, I'm going to do it in the style that I... Like, he's going to do it in the style that he does. Yeah. And he did it, like, to a T, to where it's it's really the the most recognizable presidential portrait. Not just because it's Obama, but because he literally did it in a style that is vastly different from the ones that came before. Yeah. yeah. And it's like originality is something that I don't think should be ever taken for granted. Yeah. Um, people's originality in artwork people's originality in music and songwriting is something that I feel like, there's only a few people still have that now. Um, mm-hmm. Only a few people really care about the craft now. Yeah. And it's it's something that we look at because now this is going into my next question. Okay. Has versatility changed in artists for the better or for the worse? Mm. I, well, I'm not going to say for better or worse, a little extreme. Has it just changed, period? But how is, you know, from yeah. your personal definition? I, I do you want to go first? Uh, yeah, I guess That's I can you. talk about this because there's That's one person. First, yeah, because there's one person like on my mind when I talk, when I think about versatility now, and that's Donald Glover, aka Childish Gambino, yeah. because mm-hmm. when he first started in music, it was in he was doing rap, like he did two albums where it was like mainly like rap and hip hop, and then the third album he switched gears completely to where it was like a R and B slash neo soul type of vibe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was such a drastic change, but he also executed that well. Mm-hmm. And then his, and then his fourth album, that was like, is it? I would label that just as alternative music because it's really the kind where it's like can't really even put that into like one one of those like, uh, like, you can't really put it into one of those uh, prior categories because it's just so different. Yeah. And like that, that, and that's just on the music side of things. But, like, in, like, terms of, like, TV, he, I remember, like, when he first, his first big role was in the show Community. Mm-hmm. And, like, mm-hmm. and like he left that show, and then, like, he started, like, creating, like, his own stuff. And, like, what I think is, like, one of the most original and, like, one of the most original shows that you can't, you really can't say there there's anything else like it is Atlanta. Yeah. And, yeah. and I feel like it's a true testament to his, like, creativity because... Like, I've told you before that, like, I'm not, like, hugely into rap, but he made a show about people trying to get into the rap game engaging mm-hmm. and also not being able, not being afraid to just do wildly creative and, like, frankly, like, weird things with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. I think that versatility, I'm not going to say it's changed. I'm going to say versatility has, throughout the decades has always been designated to certain people. Yeah. Um, because, like, we can look at the 80s, like, we talked about Eddie Murphy. Yeah. You know, he can act, he can sing, 
he's stand-up comic. Um, same, we can do the same thing about like Kevin Hart now. Yeah. Like he's a stand-up comic. He's an entrepreneur. He's been in movies. We can argue which one is better at what, but yeah. at the same time, I think that's versatility. Yeah. Um, even then, like people like Queen Latifah, who I think should get her flowers. Like oh, excellent yeah. rapper. Absolutely. Excellent okay. rapper. Um, movies, TV, you know, Living Single, yeah. Second House Party movie, oh um, Set It Off. Mm-hmm. Um, she's even in the TV show now, Lethal, on, uh, is it Lethal Weapon? Uh, is it Lethal Weapon? Shoot. No, The Equalizer. She's doing The Equalizer mm-hmm. TV show now. I, re- I know exactly, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. She, um, she produced, um, she produces, it was a daytime talk show. I think it was one of Jada's shows. But she is a producer as well, not just right. musically. I oh, think wow. that's versatile. Then we look at people like Pharrell, yeah. like the Neptunes, him working with people from Usher to Chris Brown to Beyonce yeah. to people like from the Tidewater area, like Missy Elliott and Timberland. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he's a very versatile person. Yeah. So I'm not going to say personally it's changed for better or for worse. I think it's always been in spurts of certain people. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, I'm, I, I'm, I'm sitting here trying to think of like, a lot of people that have versatility. There's mm-hmm. not too many of them, actually. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like, we really named all, like, the big stars that actually have versatility that we see on a, like, on a common basis mm-hmm. in today's age, like, in today's day and age. Like, I'm sitting here really thinking, like, I yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, I would say, like, versatility, like, You know, I have to agree with you. Like you said, it, you said it pretty. Like you explained it pretty good. Like it really isn't like bits and pieces because like like it's not really like a lot of people like. I feel like it's in certain it's in spurts because people have found out like what else they're good at, mm-hmm. but a lot of people aren't willing to go and figure out what else they're good at. Like mm-hmm. they find like their niche and they stick with it. Yeah. I feel like that's the because I, I feel like a lot of people have the gift to go and do something else, but they don't want to. Why? Because they found the thing that they're good at. They don't want. I feel like it's a sense of complacency. Mm-hmm. Like I'm good at rap, or I'm good at um, music, or I'm good at um, what acting. You know what's crazy is you just jogged my memory because I remember Mike Tyson. He did an interview and it was trending, and he was. Fighting with the idea, excuse me, of he's just a boxer. And he was like, you know, I'm bred for this. Like, I'm a warrior. Like, this is what I do. And I know Keenan Thompson, another very versatile. Yeah. Oh, yes, very versatile right. person, writer. He can direct. He can act. Mm-hmm. Um, he was telling him, like, no, you are more than that. And we are more than that. Like, you have to believe that. Yeah. But that goes into, like, a deeper conversation. Mm. But it is one of those things where it's like, you can't box yourself in. Yeah. Like, you know, you're not going to be good at everything. But you don't know what you could be good at if you just stick to one thing. Like, using Chris Brown as another example. When he got signed to his label, they told him to just sing. And he was like, but I can dance too. And they were like, okay, let's see what you got. And then the um, the runner video came out. Oh, and it yeah. was like, oh, wow, he actually can dance. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, I remember, and Neo, Neo's also a phenomenal writer. He was yeah. talking about how he never got the chance to dance like Chris Brown, so he don't know how big he could have gotten. Yeah. But you never know until you try or take that chance. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 definitely, I definitely agree with that. Same thing with Michael Jackson. They didn't want him to dance in the Billie Jean video. But he, oh, wow. they did it. They did it. I did not know that. But he convinced the director to let him dance during the video. That man said it all. Hang on, cap. I was like, dang, Billy Jean. <laughs> you like, did that's something. Probably, like, that's probably one of the most important decisions I, in Mike's I, career, right there. I feel, mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like I feel like for that, if he didn't dance in Billy Jean, we would not have had Thriller. I, uh, I agree. I'm not going to disagree, but we need to talk more about that. Yeah, yeah. I, feel like, I feel like the dance moves for Thriller would not have. Been like, oh, we haven't seen it, we wouldn't have gotten yeah, it. Yeah, like, I, I feel like I feel like we didn't get the dance moves in Billie Jean, we would not have gotten the dance in Thriller. That's fair to say. Yeah. So, my next and my last point of the conversation, and I told Andrew this, and I told him to think on it, has the value of an entertainer changed throughout the years? Because I have, I have my answer, but it's for other reasons than what you may think. Real quick, I want to give a shout-out shout to my sponsor, said Child Clothing. Everyone go copy some gear, help your boy out, help the community out. It's a local black business. 
beautiful stuff from t-shirts, sweaters, jogger suits, shorts, hats. Check them out at C-H-A-L-E Clothing. That's Chale Clothing. Check them out on their website at chaleclothing.com or Instagram at underscore Chale Clothing. So, anyone want to take it? I guess I, I guess I can start. Yeah, so it's like if I we're talk, talking about like the <laughs> like the value placed on entertainers, I would say that it has changed to a certain extent, but in like a in like a different way. Whereas, because something that I've definitely been seeing a lot of now is that they there's a lot of emphasis and like push for people in the entertainment industries to basically like become like advocates. Mm-hmm. For like, like for the people, whether it be like community leaders or speaking out against injustices, mm-hmm. and it's like while that there's absolutely nothing wrong with wanting to do that. Right. I feel like, especially nowadays, we're tr- we really try to like push for like entertainers to like be that figure mm-hmm. for like a specific movement or a specific cause. And it's understandable why, because as an entertainer, you do have, like, that publicity to, like, get that message out. Mm -hmm. But it's also worth understanding that their job is, as an entertainer, is to entertain you. Right. Like, their job aren't, like, they're not activists because that's that's not the job they signed up for. So I feel like it's all, so I feel like in terms of that, that's one of the aspects where, like, the value of an entertainer has somewhat changed especially to the point where it's like if they're not constantly like advocating on behalf of certain people or certain causes they're looked down upon like one example i will say like i do remember is when terry cruz came under fire because he didn't really would defend gabriel union in the way that people would have wanted him to Mm -hmm. and it's like would it have been nice for him to do that of course, mm-hmm. but at the same time, he didn't really have to, if that yeah. makes sense. No, I, I completely agree. And Trey, you still thinking? I mean, I feel like the the value on, on entertainers definitely has changed because, like, in the sense of, like, like I feel like back in like the 70s 80s like the sense of like hey you can grow into other things was definitely very prominent mm. right like i feel like nowadays it's just more of like hey this is what you are you have to be a certain way like if you're a rapper you got to be hard you got to be a thug you got to say fuck this fuck that nigga you, you got to do all of these things like you can't like i feel like you, if if you were to try to be your quote unquote normal self, how would that look for your image? I feel like that's the biggest thing now. Like, what is your image, and how does that reflect the industry that you're in? Oh, I agree. I'm gonna piggyback off of that because I think it has changed for some good and some bad. Because yeah. image is one of those things. It's like, even though some like I still think I have opinions on this woman, and my viewers may know, and my friends may know. I think Meg Thee Stallion, if she doesn't act her authentic, quote-unquote, well, if she doesn't act her authentic self, she's not going to be well-received. Because, yeah. like, think about it. She really hasn't put out a lot of music. But why do people still love her? She's pretty got a fat ass. Yeah. That's it. If she's not twerking, if she's not talking about her having a fat ass or I don't need this nigga when you're clear in a relationship, yeah. like, no one cares. Yeah. It's relevancy. It's relevancy as well as like um, even for like on the entertainment side, if Dave Chappelle isn't talking about something controversial, or if yeah. Kevin Hart isn't playing a role where he's uh-huh. <laughs> you see me, yeah. you see me, ha, how you doing? Whoa! If he's not <laughs> like if, if that is so true. Whoa! <laughs> that, that? that is true. You see that money made? You see that money made right there? Boom! Right there. If he's not doing that, if Dwayne Johnson's not the big guy punching somebody in the face, yeah. it's not going to be well received, even by us. Yeah. And I think that that's a problem. Is sometimes people allow themselves to get roped into these boxes just for the bag. Yeah. Like sometimes it's not worth it, in my opinion, because it's like nowadays this is one of the biggest things I say I agree with. I think black entertainers make more now. Yeah. Like look at some of these rap labels, like even athletes. Yeah. Like LeBron is the first active NBA player to be a billionaire. 
I will commend him on that, even though I don't care for him as an athlete. Yeah. But it's like, that's amazing. Yeah. You know, th- like those guys back in the 80s and the 90s and the 70s and the 60s, they didn't make as much as people do now. Yeah. Um, same thing with rappers and stuff. A lot of people that signed with Diddy, they broke. Yeah. Like, but uh, if you go sign right now with, um, with young, with, um, quality control oh yeah you're gonna be a millionaire off rip no i was i was looking i was looking at i was looking on youtube uh i think this was like maybe like a couple days ago but it was looking at like all like it was it was a dude seeing all the um uh rappers you could book for like a certain amount of money right Mm -hmm. the most like the the artist that makes the most money off of one show Young Thug. Young Thug brings in $1.5 million. For e- that's what he asked for for one show. One show now. Wow. What? 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 Little I- Baby charged $14 million for a feature. Exactly. Like, not, like, not- like, yeah, yeah, just the feature. Like, 20, like 10 seconds of a two-minute song is $14 million. Now, I wonder if they showed how they really are, would they still bring in that same revenue? Like I feel mm-hmm. like, I feel like a lot of rappers, they are not this hard person that, that that they come off to be. Like I feel like the baby and Lil baby and uh, Bunny Bad Yo, they are some really down to earth dudes, but because they have this image of like yo, hey yo, man, I get all these bitches, bro. I, I do anything I want. I wish I wish a nigga would try to try me. Right, it makes them very hard and unapproachable because of the label has made them into that. That's human. what I'm saying about Meg. Like Meg is an anime nerd. Meg is educated. She has a master's degree. She's going into retail. That's boring to the to the people now. Yeah. The fact that okay, so she sits around and watches Dragon Ball Z and has a job, and tell us take some ass. And then like we can look on other things too. Like with Andrew Tobias with politically, like yes. back in the day, like Bill Russell and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Muhammad Ali. Because, you know, we didn't talk about much about sports and entertainment. Yeah. So I want to bring that piece up. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, those those athletes I just named, they were very big on rights for black people. They were yes. very big on it. But it's not like how athletes are now speaking on Like the NBA back then would never put Black Lives Matter on a basketball court. Yeah. They would have never had um, no justice, no peace on the football field back yeah. then. Like could we say that that is just people not want to get in trouble now? Sure. Could we say that and some people realize it's a real thing? Sure. But it's like it wasn't as publicized, yeah. if I'm saying that word correctly, Andrew, as it is now. Like, you have to devote to this cause. LeBron has to has to call out that racist cop every time on Twitter. Yeah. Um, Simone Biles has to talk about everything mental health on Twitter and on yeah. Instagram. Um, even, uh, what is it? Like, Terry Crews has to always talk about something regarding sexual assault and racism every time. Yeah. Like, that expectation in that box, and some people conform to it. Yeah. And then, like, now we're just feeding it because this is, not trying to get off the rails, but that can go to another conversation when we talk about relationships, marriage, yeah. families. Like, because you hear from your favorite entertainer, oh, shit, it must be true. It yeah. must be right. I definitely agree with that. Mm-hmm. But like I said, another conversation that for another day. Yeah. But it's still the aspect of, do I think the value has changed? Absolutely. Yeah. But how should be the question. Like, I, a prime example of how it's changed, right? Everyone knows when, like, I, I, not to get back inside, like, the inter- like the entertainment industry, but I know, like, that's a very, like, prominent thing that can always be, like, it can definitely be seen in. Everybody remembers when Juice World first blew up, right? Yeah. Like, he was a very just, like, yo, like, he sung things that, like, came from the heart, right? It got, like, his image got so bad to where like this dude legitly OD'd like that's how far they pushed him like like everyone knew like okay yeah like Juice World did like he smoked he did this yeah but it wasn't on that level I feel like the industry like I guess like kind of like pushed him Mm -hmm. to start like taking more and that's that's the thing to go with that it's like talk I was on a podcast one night and one of the guys on there, like, he's from um, um, California. Mm. And he was talking about the industry because we was talking about everything with Young Thug right now. Yeah. I'm going to, like, make this quick. He was talking about how a lot of these industries ran by white people pushed this for black people because they don't give a fuck about you. Yeah. Like, let's look at people like NBA Youngboy. 
It's like, yeah, let's get in here, young boy. Yeah, nigga, come in here and talk that nigga shit. We'll give you this money, do some drugs, get go to jail. Just as long as we make money. Because that's the thing about like some of the, the entertainment and music industry now. Unless you own it, unless it's sometimes, even if it's Black Ram, like we yeah. all look at Diddy, for example. Yeah. But sometimes it's not the best. It's like no. it's ran by people who really don't give a fuck about the only color they care about is green. Yeah. Like, like another thing, right? I, I saw, uh, like, I, I, I like watching things that make my brain think, right? Now, NBA Youngboy dropped out of high school when he was in the ninth grade. Yep. How old is NBA Youngboy now? He's in his, like, early 20s. I think he's 19 or 20. Yeah, like, he's, like, he, like, he, you know how long of a time that is to go without education? That's, like, four, that's, like, five, six years without education. By choice. By, by choice. Now, I feel like that also has changed, like, it's just more of, like, hey, let's keep you ignorant. Let's not make you think, right? Like, now, think about it. J. Cole makes you think mm-hmm. right Kendrick like, makes you think Kendrick makes you think you're like damn humble like yo the whole sit. the whole damn album the whole damn album like <laughs> <laughs> I hear how no, that came out no pun intended no, 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 pun, no intended. pun intended no pun but intended it was just funny cause that I was, was like, funny it was funny cause I was like what album are you talking about but I was like oh, oh damn, damn. <laughs> literally the album <laughs> called damn. damn like <laughs> sit down be humble, like, 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 damn, hold on, what, what do you mean by be humble? Like, that really changed, like, yo, hey, I don't care what you have to say, I know what my value is, I know what I bring to the table, mm-hmm. and I'm not going, but, like, the fact of, you have an industry, you have a label that is letting a young man, quote-unquote, chase his dreams without an education, how is that possible? Mm-hmm. Which basically means that, like, yo, Hey, I'm gonna have some shit that's inside of the that's inside of the bylaws that you don't know what they mean, mm-hmm. and these are clauses that you have no understanding of. But guess what? I'm gonna have a lawyer that works for me to, to represent to you. represent you. That way, you basically feel like you have someone in your corner, but you don't. Mm-hmm. Like, like first of all, as a black man, that may actually that actually pisses me off. Same because like. Who the fuck are you to basically give someone the opportunity to chase your dreams? We're gonna give you the yellow brick road. However, what you don't know is that the yellow at the end of the yellow brick road, there's a whole big ass tunnel of just straight desperation that you don't see because you're On not. On that cliff, you're gonna fall off. Exactly. Like you're not like like granted, there's a lot of people that dropped out of school that are that are, you know, successful, yes. But to what extent? Like, But that's the problem. Sometimes we make the exceptions the rule. And, and that that's now, it's like, oh, if so-and-so did it, that could happen to me. Well, yes. so-and-so, like, how, wherever you think about it, they may have gotten blessed, they may have gotten lucky. Yes. But it's like, that can't happen for everybody. No. It, it can't. It's a reason why it's called, why people say they got lucky, because if it happens all the time, then that's not luck. And, like and another thing, you gotta look. You gotta look at situations as well. Like mm-hmm. Grant, now think about stuff that happened in the 1980s, right? You had a lot of people that had a drop. Well, really, the 1960s, 1970s. You had a lot of people that had to drop out of school to help what support their family. Right. Right. So that was a main thing that you had to do. So they got successful now is because like yo, they busted their butt to get to where they are. Not like, yo, I'm going to go and drop out of school. That way I can put all my time and energy in this. Now, let's just say that you drop out of school and this doesn't happen. What are you going to do then? What are you going to do then? Like, I feel like that's the biggest thing mm-hmm. that, that people don't think about. Mm-hmm. Like, that should remind me, because I remember, like, in the movie First Sunday, like, Ice Cube's character, he, yes. was, ha- he was having a conversation with his son. Like, he's, he asked his son what he want to be when he grow up. And he was like, I want to be like LeBron James. And, like, he said, all right, ain't nothing wrong with that. But do you have a plan B? Yes. It's like, what's a plan B? Plan B is a backup plan in case your plan A doesn't work out. I was raised with the mentality of you got to have a backup plan for, for the, the backup, backup plan, plan for, for the, the backup, backup plan. plan. Yes. Exactly. Like, like, it's funny to say this, but like, you know how like in the SpongeBob movie, Plankton had like plan A all the way to plan Z? Yes. Mm-hmm. And like, it's 
weird that I'm actually using that example, but <laughs> goddamn it, Plan Z damn near worked. Yeah. Plan Z damn near didn't work. Like, <laughs> but that, that's true, though. But that's the thing when we're talking about entertainment, and that's the beauty and the dark side, unfortunately, yes. of entertainment is entertainment, can it work? Absolutely. Like, there's, uh, like, Shaq is still making money from the NBA yeah. as an analyst. He's making money from outside investments. Mm-hmm. But let's look at the majority. 60% of NBA players go broke within five years of retirement. That's true. 70% of NFL players go broke within five years of retirement. Artists, it varies. You can be like Diddy and fuck people over, but also be a multimillionaire. <laughs> or you can be like Tyler Perry, who's a billionaire, building estates in Atlanta, giving black people jobs. As his own studio. As his own studio, not mm-hmm. run by nobody. But let's think about it like this. If that actor who was supposed to be Medea hadn't showed up, where would Tyler Perry be right now? Mm. But if Tyler Perry didn't give up and started keeping investing in the plays, where would he be right now? That is true. You got to put the work in. Yeah. That's the biggest thing that I'm personally going to end on this episode with is you got to put the work in. Entertainment is so easy now. Yeah. Like, you either got to be bad as fuck Appealing in some sort of way to shape or form, yeah, or have a big social media following, and you get millions. Yeah. Versus then, it's like if Joe Jackson ain't whip them kids as well as teach them discipline and the industry. I honestly believe we would not have had the Jackson Five for as long as we had. Yeah. We would not have had the Jacksons for as long as we had. Yeah, they wouldn't have got lucky like the Beatles. Just being real. And that's arguably what people say, the greatest boy band of all time. (laughs) Like, if Whitney Houston mom would have been on her to actually perfect her craft singing in church, where would she have been? Helen, just just earlier we were talking about Serena and Venus, and we know, like, if they did not have their father to push them, Mm -hmm. they would not... That arguably they would not be the some of the most dominant athletes in the world, and they yeah. wouldn't have opened the door for other black women to want to pursue sports besides basketball or entertainment. Just being real. So, closing thoughts from y'all. I, I definitely like the way that you, um, you know, you definitely tied it up about how the value and in how the value of entertainment for artists has changed, and it's not even just that. It's about how the value that the artist has inside of entertainment. I feel like that's the biggest thing that, like, like that was really said. I, I really, like, appreciate, and it's making me think, like, dang, okay, like, you as an artist, how do you, how, what is the value that you know that you have mm-hmm. that you bring to the industry? And I feel like, not only as artists, but, like, for black artists, for even just up-and-coming up and artists, like, I feel like that's the biggest thing that they, that they need to know. Like, hey, it's not about you know, well, it is a little bit about the value that, you know, that's inside the industry that they have for you, but n- not as much so as the value that you know that you have that you bring to the industry. Right. And I feel like that's what made a lot of monumental steps inside of every industry, acting, um, what, music, um, art, literature, every, in- ind- every industry platform that we know that is known to this world today it was always about, hey, forget what y'all think that y'all have on me. I know what I bring to the table, and this is what I'm going to bring with or without y'all. Mm-hmm. And if y'all don't want it, I'm going to go find someone that does want it, yep. and I'm going to make it even ten times better because I know they appreciate me, and I will appreciate what what they are going to be helping me create. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, I feel like one of the biggest hallmarks of like an entertainer or someone in that industry is like, the kind of lasting impact that they leave. Yeah. Because... It's not how you enter. Yeah, it's not how you come. It's how you go. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Because I, I feel like there are a lot of... um, Like, especially like when it comes to music, there are a lot of people in the music industry right now that, like, are frankly forgettable. Like, some mm-hmm. people that... some that people, Some people that you, like, may, they may have blown up once, but, like, you rarely ever hear from them again. And... But we can, but we can talk all day about like musical yeah. artists from the past that yeah. that we fondly remember. Like Ray Charles, mm-hmm. Sam Cooke, Marvin Gaye, yeah. Stevie Wonder, mm-hmm. Prince, Michael Jackson. The, the list goes on and on because mm-hmm. we cause they actually had something to contribute. Yeah. And actually like leave their stamp. Yeah. That, but that it's is like so true. but it's like but it's like nowadays you it's that's 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 really lacking. Like yeah. there's not enough 
and especially when I was talking about how like a lot of rappers like to me like they sound the same because it's like if you sound just like anyone else then it's like why why would I even bother listening to you yeah I agree and I'm gonna like end the end of here with this I think that we need to realize the power in our entertainment because if you understand like basically the song what Trey said know your worth yeah. Know your worth. And I'm not talking about this self-love, prophecy, zodiac bullshit. Yeah. I'm talking about actually know, okay, I'm really good at writing, but I love to sing. Shoot, I can be a songwriter and make my own music. Look, like, people don't talk about one of my favorite undercover, like, undercover. One of my favorite artists is Ty Dolla Sign. Ty yeah. Dolla Sign writes for a lot of people, but he also still makes his own music. Mm-hmm. He has 800 songs that he's written that he hasn't produced or given to anybody yet, and he's still deciding what to do with them. Not even just, That's crazy to me. Not even just that, but Bruno Mars as well. Bruno Mars. Bruno yep. Mars has, like, I did not know that he actually wrote Forget You for CeeLo Green mm-hmm. until I saw an interview where he was like, I think it was like the Graham Norton show, and he yeah. was like, yeah, like, everyone knows the song, you're like, I see you driving around, and he was like, but the song was not supposed to be Forget You, it was supposed to be F You. Mm-hmm. Right, and then he was like, "We need to make another one that's more kid friendly. Let's make Forget You as well." Mm-hmm. So, but it's just it's just stuff like that. Like, yo, like, like if he knew that he didn't have that value, he would not have been able to write all of these songs for all of these different people. And it's a mindset thing. Like, mm-hmm. you take someone from nothing and you give them this little bit of something for this little bit of something. Like, oh, let me take this poor ass kid out the hood. Can you rap? Yeah, cool. But you're not knowing, oh, he's good at math. Mm-hmm. Like, that's kind of quick. Like, people forget sometimes. Lil Wayne was a straight-A student in high school. Yeah. Like, he's Brilliant. very smart. Like, one of his favorite subjects was English. Yeah. Like, and it shows in his rapping. Yeah. Just saying. So, don't limit yourselves, people. Thank you, boys, for joining me on the show yeah, today. No problem. Of course. I really appreciate it. Big shout-out to my sponsor, Childhood Clothing. Once again, if you want the promo code, hit me up on Instagram at underscore lens15. I'll give you the code. You'll get 15% off anything, and that's Childhood Clothing, C-H-A-L-E. I will see you all on the next episode. Y'all be easy out there and enjoy the rest of your stuff.